This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle. The New York Empire won the AUDL or American Ultimate Disc League Championship in Madison, Wisconsin this past weekend after an undefeated 15-0 season. And my guest on Sports Jam is the league's two-time MVP who now has 44 goals and 44 assists in the postseason, giving him the most all-time scores in the history of the AUDL playoffs. Yeah, he's a superstar. The New York Empire's Ben Yacht is with us. Thanks for joining us on Sports Jam, Ben. No problem. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start off, Ben, with the sport of ultimate discs. Some say it's like ultimate frisbee, football, lacrosse, all mixed together. But for someone who has never watched the sport, how would you describe it to them? I, I My elevator pitch is usually it's a cross between like football, basketball, and soccer, all with a frisbee. You can... Go from playing offense to defense right away, just like basketball. You got to be able to play both sides of the disc um, or both sides of offense and defense and um, like basketball and soccer. And then football, you have to score in an end zone. So it's a, a little bit of everything. It's a lot of fun. All the big bodies of the Empire going to the end zone. Babbitt's there. Davis is there. Yacht is there. Time has expired. The disto in the air. And Ben Yacht's the one who comes down with it. The Empire takes the 12-11 lead as the first half of action comes to an end. Ben Yacht with a kiss for his teammates. In order to have a championship team, there always has to be a player who's willing to either sacrifice glory for, you know, the ultimate goal of winning the title. And in this case, you kind of did that with the New York Empire this season. You were switched to defense after being such a, a big score, and you still had you know, a, a league leader in scoring despite being on the defensive side. Is that how you looked at it? Is that, you know, I'll do anything I can to help this team win? Yeah, I my goal first and foremost is winning a championship. So anything I can do to help that, to help those ends is something that I was trying to, to do with my team. In the past, I've been on offense and been a pretty lethal scorer and assist maker and space maker on offense. But I also am 6'6 and have a decent amount of athleticism. So I was ready to bring that to defense. And one of our defenders, stalwart defenders, also happens to be an incredible offender. So we kind of flip-flopped and I brought a little bit of my offensive acumen uh, and ability to throw the disc deep. Um, to defense and he brought his big body and playmaking ability to offense and it was it was a pretty harmonious match taylor throws it deep not really anybody cutting holzmeyer trying to turn on the jets late holzmeyer denied by yacht who gets the clean block this time the new york empire defeated the chicago union 22 14 in the championship game on august 27th so what did the championship mean to you personally this one was a little different um it was really fun being able to win our second championship in three years. Um, I had the good fortune of winning a college championship and a club division championship in the past. And then the Empire won in 2019. And it's kind of funny. It's something I didn't expect that you have to learn how to celebrate winning championships. Because when you achieve a goal that is the culmination of a whole season's worth of work, you kind of think the world's going to stop spinning and you're going to, you know, have this nirvana sort of moment. And, you know, after the first or second one, you're kind of like, okay, this is, I didn't really expect this. And this is my like fifth major championship between a few different divisions. And it was really fun to be able to celebrate with the team 
and just really soak it all in where, you know, in the past I've been sort of thinking, what's next? What am I going to do after this? Like what else is there? And this one, I really knew what to expect and it. I was able to just enjoy it all. My girlfriend was there. My family was there, you know, surrounded by some of my closest friends on planet earth on the team. It was a really special, special win. We're going to talk about your girlfriend a little bit later in the show because she's special to both of us. And uh, we'll just leave it at that for now. But you won that college championship at the University of Minnesota back in 2016. Did you know at that point that you wanted to play this sport professionally after that? Um, Funny that you should ask that. I actually had played it professionally before that. I played with the Minnesota Windchill, the Minnesota um, franchise of the AUDL. And then from there, I went and played at the University of Minnesota. Um, I only played Windchill for, I think, a year, two years, maybe. And um, yeah, so it wasn't quite the same league. It was the Minnesota Windchill were a little less competitive back then. I think they only had a single playoff berth in the two years that I played. Um, so it was it was a little different for sure. But um after college, I had made some connections and ended up getting recruited to come play out in New York. And it's been a match made in heaven. I've really enjoyed it. The ownership is phenomenal. The organization is great. And the league is on up and up, I think, in general. Much like a number of sports, when people hear the the title of the sport, they don't think it's nearly as physical and demanding until you watch it, until you really see the combination that you're talking about. First of all, your wingspan at 6'6", and your ability to jump, and your ability to move has made you, you know, a superstar in this sport. But you get a sense that, you know, it does take a lot of skills to be able to play this sport. And I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah, I I think it gets the rep of a dog sport. You know, everyone's chasing a disc around like we're throwing to to dogs. Um, And I, I think the... Anyone who's thrown a frisbee knows it's it's fun and sort of mesmerizing to throw, but the the skill cap is extremely high. The the players who can throw the best in the league have been throwing for more than a decade and doing it very consistently and conscientiously to make sure that they're improving every last little bit of how they're able to throw and distance and the shape. Um, so yeah, it, the the skill cap is pretty high um, and. For instance, I tried out for Team USA in uh, earlier this year, and just in one day of that tryout, I ran like I think it was 10, 11 miles. Um, and so it's a lot, you know, some jogging, but a lot of sprinting around, and it's pretty demanding. So I think on that weekend, I ran close to twenty-five miles, um, which is which is a lot. I was pretty dead afterwards, but yeah, it's it's a lot of running a lot of strategy with when you're cutting, when you're exerting energy, when you're, you know, making plays, when you're sort of not sandbagging, but when you're taking it a little easier because you know you were beaten a certain aspect. So you, it's it's a lot of mental work and a lot of physical work. And I think those two matches make it really a fun sport. There's a couple of different Team USA. This one was a mixed gender team. And they took the top seven men and the top seven women in the country. And I happened to make it to the second round of tryouts, which was the top, uh, I believe, top 14 men and top 14 women. But I didn't end up making the final cut uh, alternates or 
the team, but the team ended up winning a national championship. And I like to think I had some feedback with some of the coaches and they said, you know, you were just on the cusp. So um, if I'm, if I'm close, then that's, that's, you know, pretty nice. Will you try it again? I hope so. It, it happens every four years. So we'll see. Hopefully I'm still, you know, in good shape and in my prime at that point, but we'll see. When was the first time you remember throwing an ultimate disc or frisbee? It's a really good question. So I, I started playing back in high school with my church group. And I remember one time I really enjoyed playing and me and the youth minister went out to the park just on a whim and started throwing around. And that was the one time I, I first remember truly throwing a Frisbee and I couldn't get my forehands to sit flat. They would always turn over. And uh, like I said, the skill cap for throwing is pretty high and it took me a long time to be able to throw it decently. <laughs> Osgar, a nice fake that could have been deed up. But now he's got to get rid of it. The clock was up high. He boosts it for Yacht. Yacht will sky for it. That's a big catch by a big man. Osgar knew he had it. It might not have been the prettiest, but he knows he knows he's going to come down with it. He's going to bail him out there. Well, one of the things that's you know so unique uh, about you being a professional athlete is that, well, maybe it's not so unique because we hear uh, there are a lot of large families and but the fact that you have seven brothers, you had to fight probably for everything when it came to your family. So with your 6'6 frame and your skills, no wonder you can wrestle the, the, the disc away from people. You had to wrestle away probably food from your brothers, right? Oh, yeah. We had, we had our bacon rations and sausage rations and just you know taco rations. We had it all rationed. So I definitely figured out how to fight for my own survival back there in, in Minnesota with all my family, with all my brothers. But yeah, it was it was good. My my dad was in the military and really a great competitor back in his day. So he he inspired a lot of us to have a lot of, you know, competitive nature and a good, you know, sporting spirit. You were homeschooled and during the pandemic, a lot of kids have been homeschooled. Did you find that an advantage? Then you had to go to college. And then, you know, how difficult was that for you? That's a that's a good question. So. I don't think it was an advantage necessarily, but it wasn't a disadvantage. We um, we had a lot of time to explore. My, my father was in the military, so we moved around a lot in addition to being homeschooled. So we sort of, the my parents instilled this um, independent spirit in us and it allowed us to pursue what we wanted. They didn't push us to do anything in like a very driving way. They encouraged us to do things that they thought we would enjoy. Me and some of my brothers got to play sports at the local high school when we finally settled down in Minnesota. And that was fun. Um, it helped us, you know, integrate well. And then once I finally found Ultimate, I ended up playing for a local high school team and made some friends there and, and figured it out. I think um, something that I had to learn was there's, there's, sort of interesting characters, no matter where you are in public school and homeschool and, and anywhere. And there's also like regular kids who, you know, I hope for better or for worse, I'm mostly regular these days, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and going to college didn't feel like that big of a jump. And I, now my roommate is one of my best friends. We went and played in college together at the university of Minnesota. We won in 2016 together. We were both all Americans. So many of my closest friends have uh, have come from Ultimate. So I'm really grateful for what the sport has given to me. Just a coincidence that my most uh, recent sports jam right before this 
was about Minnesota uh, because of the new documentary Hockey Land, which talks about the rivalry in the North Country of Minnesota for the local hockey team. So if you haven't heard about it yet, then I, you know, I would suggest that you indeed check it out. Ben Yacht has made some great choices in his life, and uh, he's also doing it on the personal side because uh, he has a very, very wonderful girlfriend. And you say, well, how does Doug know that? That's because your girlfriend is Anna Mazarakis, who is a Princeton grad, but more importantly than Princeton, she was an intern and she did reports for WBGO. And uh, she is one of my favorites from all time, of those who have walked through the doors of WBGO. Let's bring Anna into the conversation if we can. Great to see you, Anna. So good to see you again, Doug. Wearing your New York Empire uh, sweatshirt there. How did the <laughs> two of you? How did the two of you meet? We met on a dating app on Hinge. <laughs> we've we've tried to come up with a good lie to tell everyone, but Hinge is pretty good. <laughs> I'd never really heard of Ultimate Frisbee before then. I knew it was a thing, but I didn't really know it was a thing. And now I'm the biggest fan. It's my favorite sport. So. <laughs> so what was that like seeing your guy? once again dominating action and helping his team win the title yeah i mean he's so such an incredible player a team player but also just incredible by himself so it's really exciting to watch him out there and doing his thing and your career has been exciting as well because now you're just about ready to start a new business podcast at bloomberg so you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah it's launching in december with uh bloomberg's head of opinion tim o'brien and it'll be called Crash Course, and we're really excited about it. So since WBGO, you've had all kinds of uh, different jobs in that. Who's been your favorite boss through the years? Oh, Doug, that's an easy one. <laughs> I really, really loved working at WBGO. You were a great, great mentor, great boss to me, and, and really honed my love of audio. And I, I miss working there so much. It was really great experience for me. Eventually gives good answers, doesn't she? <laughs> if she didn't say that, you know, she has to say it for the podcast, right? I don't know if she really feels that way, but she has to say it. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about you, Doug. Ben, how has Anna changed you? Oh, that's a good question. I think growing up in a family of eight boys, um, I've told her this, uh, we had a lot of masculine energy around. And, you know, in some ways that's good. And in some ways... It sort of hinders some of uh, maybe the more emotional side of, of development. And so Anna has really helped me become a more empathetic person who who is willing to connect with my more emotional side. And it's also fun just doing life with somebody. Um, I haven't had a, a many relationships before Anna, so it's been really a joy to get to know a person Um in the romantic way and just being able to to share life with such a special woman is, is really special for me. Well, you should have saw how she was looking at you just a moment ago when you were talking. So that says enough. But Anna did mention that, you know, she didn't know much about, of you know, Ultimate Disc before uh, she met you. So what is it about this sport, Ben, that, that can turn somebody just like that? Now, obviously, she had a vested interest in this, but so many people, all they have to do is watch it and you're you can be hooked yeah i think 
in recent years, I've actually become a fan of the sport too. Usually I like playing sports way more than I like watching them. But I think the product that the AUDL has is really good. And something I enjoy about it is how fast paced it is. The There are some other divisions that are harder to watch. They're self-officiated. So they make their own foul calls and then they have to talk it out if it's a good foul call or not. So I think the ADL does a really good job of keeping the pace quickly. They're innovating uh, rules. You know, I'm sure from this year to next year, we're going to have some different rules. So they're tweaking and, and making sure that it's the best product they can get out there, but um, it's fast paced. It's fun. It's mesmerizing, like I said earlier, watching a Frisbee just fly. And there's so many different aspects that you can beat another team in. Um, in addition to that, it's a well-balanced game. There's nobody who's like overpowered strategically yet, but we're still in the burgeoning aspects of the sport in many ways. So it's fun to see some of the strategies coming around. The, the New York versus Raleigh rivalry has developed the game in the past couple of years tremendously. I think in the past, there was a New York versus Boston rivalry that also spurred the game on pretty tremendously. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how things continue to evolve, but I think there's, um, there's a lot of good elements for development on the horizon for the sport of ultimate. Yachts going deep, looking for number nine. You better believe it. Just spectacular from Yacht. I mean, he, he, Everybody knows he wants to get open deep, and he still does it. It's a sign of a great player. I mean, it's in the mold of a Bo Kittredge, you might say. This time, a little back shoulder fade. One of the things we haven't talked about is the venue for the New York Empire. Where does the New York Empire play its home games, for those who haven't had a chance to check it out? We have, uh, for the last three, four years, been playing our home games up in New Rochelle. Historic Joseph F. Fasina Field in New Rochelle. And did you play other sports growing up? I mean, with, with that many brothers, I would imagine you, you probably tried everything, right? Yeah, we, we played a whole lot of different sports, flag football, some baseball, some, you know, backyard sports, obviously all, all the above. And um, in high school, I played football for two years. I was a frail little guy, so it wasn't my cup of tea. And then I played golf, which is a little more my speed. Then I figured out ultimate, which is uh, non-contact. And I was like, that's for me. So, If there's a young kid who's listening right now and says, well, Ben Yacht, he, he's one of the best in the sport. What skills do I need to have to be the next Ben Yacht? I think throwing a lot. I wish I was a better thrower. I've been playing the sport for almost a dozen years now, and I'm – I'm no slouch when it comes to throwing, but if I could throw better with uh, with my stature, I would be probably a significantly better player. So something I'm going to continue to develop. Um, but yeah, if, if I were giving advice to young young folks, I would say play as much as you can at as high a level as you can and then throw a lot. Those who have, you know, been at backyard parties and whatnot and they, they attempt to throw a frisbee, it's not easy to catch either if it's thrown in a, in a high speed. So do you have some advice on why you're so able to go up high and grab it over everybody else with ease? I think it just takes a lot of practice. When it's windy, sometimes the disc can bounce up and down unexpectedly. And so you got to um, adjust how you're catching it to be able to most effectively catch it. If it's windy, you want to 
clap catch it. If it's uh, if you're cutting under and somebody's close on your back, if you want to crab catch it by or claw catch it by putting your hands out together, sometimes you're going to have to stretch out with one hand and grab it if it's you know away from your body and you're trying to make an acrobatic catch. So you gotta you gotta be able to adjust and and for whatever conditions that is being thrown under. So here's the question, and maybe it's personal, but let's say. COVID is not in the picture, right? And so you can travel anywhere in the world for a dinner for two with Anna. Where are you going? Oh, that's a good question. I think uh, a nice sushi dinner in in Tokyo or maybe a nice French meal under the Eiffel Tower. One of those two sounds great to me. How about you, Anna? Does that sound good? Yeah, Where's my ticket? (laughs) (laughs) He might be committed to that now, right? At some point. How did both of you get (laughs) how did both of you get through the pandemic? Lots of hugs from her. (laughs) No, we met towards towards the end of of uh, or the beginning of 2021, which is kind of the end of the pandemic. You know, emotionally for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, difficult time, right? For everyone at that point. Yeah. But I, during, before I had met Anna, I went home with my roommate, uh, who's also from Minnesota, I mentioned. We we spent some time up at our country homes and uh, just had a good time getting away from the city that was pretty tough. You think you did the same. And then we met each other and the rest is history. Well, one thing about history is that the New York Empire has you know, taking this league by the storm, An undefeated season, as I mentioned, you want to say anything about teammates, coaches? I know you have co-coaches and things like that. What do you want to say about the empire? Um, our depth is incredible. The organization from ownership to coaching to captains to players is top notch at every level where uh, it, it's been a real joy to play. I think the list is too long and, and accolades too many to say like this person deserves it more than anyone else. The whole team has been so fun this year. It's been really a joy to play on this team and be able to participate and win a championship is it really makes everything better. You can see everything through rose colored glasses, even if you have a great season and don't win the last game, it's not nearly as fun, but uh, this year it's all, I don't know, gumdrops and candy or whatever the phrase is. I don't know that one. And we talked about how you switched, you know, on onto defense. Uh, basically, uh, he seems pretty unselfish. Anna, is is that pretty much the case for Ben Yacht? Yeah, it really is all about what's best for the team for him, which is is really great to see, too. But even you know, making that switch, he had amazing stats on the defense too, which isn't you know necessarily what you expect to see on defense. So that's also fun. <laughs> And what's great to see is the two of you together here on Sports Jam. It's been it's been wonderful to have you both here. Ben, what an amazing season you've just gone through and a two-time MVP. Uh, if anybody needs to know how to play this sport, we know the guy to go to. It's you. So now if people, you know, people can go and watch YouTubes of, of you in action. There's highlight reels and things like that. But as the as the new season comes about next year, where can they uh, check out the action? All of our games will be streamed on AUDL TV and uh, the, all the games in the league will be streamed there. We can also come out to the games in person. We also have a, a decent social media account 
if you follow the New York Empire or the AUDL on Instagram, they also put out a lot of really great content. So if you want to follow around the sport or New York specifically, give us a follow on Instagram and uh, hopefully we'll see you out at uh, a game in New Rochelle sometime next year. Now, for people looking up, Ben, he does spell his last name J-A-G-T, but it's pronounced Yacht. And understand that's your nickname, too. They got to come up with a better nickname for you. Yeah. Well, my, my other nickname is just Benny. We got a couple Bens on the team. So the other one is Ben, and I'm Benny. I, 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 I'd like to go with maybe Ground Skyscraper or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Watching you play, you know, you, you're able to just climb and grab and, and pull it down. So uh, it's it's fun watching you play this sport. It's also been fun having you on the show. Anna, thanks again. Good luck to the podcast at Bloomberg. Thank you so much, Doug. So good to see you. Always a pleasure to talk and to see you this time around, Anna. And Ben, continued success. Go New York Empire. And thanks for joining us on Sports Jam. No problem. Thanks a lot for having me, Doug. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can check out all the past shows by going to wbgo.org slash sportsjam. Find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you hear podcasts. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game. <laughs>